Hello and welcome to episode six of Clarissa Explains Life. And today I'm going to do a shorter and lighter um, topic. Uh, It's been on my list for actually since before I started the podcast. It was one of the things I thought I would do um, to start the podcast off. And then I sort of talked about myself and then one of the big things in my life, as I've already spoken about was the weight loss and the family weight loss. Um, So if you haven't listened to that episode, those three episodes, uh, wherever you subscribe, you can find them. I spoke to my two sisters in two separate um, podcasts about their weight loss journey. So I said I would change tack this week and yeah, get on to other subjects because there's a whole lot more I want to discuss And um, this week I am going to talk about positivity, but I'm going to talk about it from a different slant to what we're all hearing everywhere, what we're being bombarded with. If you follow any sort of positive living media accounts, it's all about positivity and everything connected with that. Um, And I'm going to just talk about the pressure of positivity. So that's kind of the angle I'm taking. Um, Oh, why am I taking this angle? I don't really know, because to be honest with you, my coaching business, obviously, I speak to people about how to change their mindset, how to find their contentment, all those things. But I also found that there's a lot of bandwagon jumping onto the whole positivity, positive mindset, um, bandwagon, wagon, whatever you want to call it. So, you know, under that, the umbrella of positivity, you will find you've got sort of mindfulness, gratitude, journaling, reflections, all those things, um, meditation, how to be Zen, how to be Buddhist, all those, you know, sort of how to be in a, you know, a happy state is how it's pushed. It's, you know, and I think, I think my problem lies with it where it's become such a sort of as yeah, it has become a buzz thing, you know. So if you are on social media and you're not sort of always upbeat and you're not always talking about being positive and happy and, you know, putting out that whole gratitude thing, then you are seen to be being a bit negative. People don't like that, you know. Although I will say, and I only have a very small following on Instagram, I'm not an influencer, but I do do know that when I talk quite openly and honestly about my struggles, I tend to get some feedback that says, thank God there's someone out there who isn't trying to pretend that they are one way when really reality is, the reality of life is that we go up and down and round and round. So I just wanted to talk about that whole, the pressure to be positive and the pressure of positivity and that whole sort of way of living at the moment or, you know, that, that, that it's a, it's seen as a lifestyle. It's one of the new lifestyle choices over the past few weeks or years, weeks, sorry, years. 
Um, and yeah, as I said, under that umbrella, we've got like the things like gratitude. So you have huge accounts promoting gratitude. This is how you should write about gratitude. This is what you should do. You should pick out three things every day that you're grateful for. Write them down. Um, and to be quite honest, and I, I'm quite, I would have thought I was quite good at finding the good things about my day, but then I feel the pressure to find some really amazing positive things to be grateful for. You know, yes, you've got people going, oh no, it doesn't have to be a big thing. You can, you know, it can be so simple, but really and truly, then you're seeing examples and it's like, oh my God, I'm so grateful for the life I live and for the beauty that surrounds me. And whereas re mine could be like, um, I'm grateful I woke up this morning. Uh, I'm grateful that I had nice food today. Um, what else am I grateful for? Ooh, I'm grateful that I have the opportunity to write this down. <laughs> and some days you're just going to have zero to be grateful for. And I, I know for me, who is someone who is a bit of a perfectionist, which is not a good thing, by the way. Um, if I don't have all my gratitudes in the, in a row, and if they don't look or sound to me like they should, I just give up. That's it. Can't be arsed anymore. I can't be doing with it. Um, so I remember, was it last year? No, it was 2019. I, for 2020, was it for 2020? No, it was 2019. I bought a very expensive, uh, journal. Very expensive. It was 45 euro. And there was shipping on top of that. And I thought that was going to be the thing that changed my life. But I just, I, I don't know. I was just, my son sent me an online game of chess today. And I, I just, he beat me within, three moves on the each time. I just don't have that sort of a brain, I don't think. Um I was gonna say a tactical brain, but I I'm very good at organising, but only organising in my way. So if someone has a different slant on it, I think I struggle quite hard to understand their slant. So this particular journal, the way it was set out, number one, they wanted you to do your gratitude in the morning and that threw me because I'm just like, what the fuck? You wake up in the morning and you're grateful that you woke up. Uh, I'm grateful I woke up this morning. I'm grateful for not having to set an alarm clock. Oh, I'm grateful before you've even pulled back the curtains. Because by the way, we're not meant to look at our phones when we wake up anymore either. We're meant to you know, put the phones outside of your room and do something else. So what else do you do in when you wake up? You get up, go to the toilet. This is my routine, BTW. Um, yeah, I, I wake up usually around the same time most days, unless I've had a bit of a later night. It's usually about eight o'clock. That's my natural waking time. Um, so I get up, my bladder forces me to the toilet 
I then go downstairs, I feed the cat, I let the dogs out, I let the dogs back in. I have to wait until the cat's finished eating in case the dogs, one of the dogs eats her food, blah, blah, blah. Make me make my beautiful bean to cup cup of coffee. That is my life these days. And then I go back to bed. And as someone who has had two children who are now flown the nest and, yeah, I'm an empty nester, I don't see why I shouldn't go back to bed and scroll on my phone if I want to or read my book if I want to. So, excuse me, that's what I do tend to do. And... I love that. That's my start to the day. I don't necessarily jump onto things like Facebook or, you know, I, I tend, I suppose I tend to get on, go onto Instagram, catch up on that. Um, Facebook can be a bit too negative, especially at the moment, um, here in February to 2021 and we're still in the height of a lockdown. But, yeah, I mean, I get that it's not a great idea to open up all like things like Facebook and start scrolling through the news items or go onto Twitter. Um, I'm very curative. I think that's the right word I'm looking for about who and what I follow on Instagram. I'm not into the big accounts. I, you know, that are all about sell, sell, sell and, you know, hashtag gifted, hashtag ad. Um, Sometimes people said, oh, you should follow such and such. And I go and I'm just like, no, just give me a proper story. Like, uh, and I think that's the downside of Instagram is that the more followers a person gets, the more they're going to be battered with, you know, can you promote this? We want you to promote that here. Here's a press drop or whatever it is. So and even, you know, being in the mindful area, the area of mind health, I suppose, and mind wellness, I tend to steer away from even the bigger sort of mind or coaching accounts because me, Clarissa, gets a bit sort of, why can't I have that much of a following? What's wrong with me? Maybe it's because I'm not being grateful at the end of the day. But anyway, there's there's my take on gratitude. I I would like to think that I go throughout my day being grateful about different things. By the way, that 45 euro journal uh i think i filled out about oh i don't know maybe 10 12 pages i just could not make friends with it it just it was just not filled out it was not the right way for me um i've bought so many different sort of journals and obviously over the years dieting the amount of food journals i've bought and they just haven't been quite right um so I've a lot of sort of half filled in journals, which I'm quite ashamed to say because it's a waste of money, really, at the end of the day. And they probably won't be my last journals, by the way. Um, I did buy one recently, which I like. Now, again, I'm not being very good at filling it in, but it's from the Feel Good Company. I actually have it here beside me and it's kind of, it's called... Um, like it's very simply laid out so one page how do you feel on the scale of one to ten you can tick it off and it's got a nice sort of paragraph where you can write in bits and pieces i suppose for journaling do you have a solution to any of your problems but that to me assumes that you do have problems and not we don't always end the day with problems so that put me off 
and then it has the biggest thing you are grateful for today and I do like that because it that's looking back on the day to me whereas it's not sort of preempting your day and I know I know the science behind it is get your subconscious mind in the right state and blah, 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 blah. But this is why I decided to do this podcast because I was just like, just sometimes I just feel so pressurised to do all these things. And sometimes it's okay to just not do all these things. So my next thing is about journaling journaling. Now I know there are some people who love their journaling and can write and write for days on end. I'm, oh well, I mean considering I found a journal or back in the day before the the fancy word of journal came in, I found a five-year diary. Actually PJ found it in amongst all my stuff in the shed and it was a five-day diary from 1988 89, 90, 91. There was a few, there was a good few from 1988 and then there was a good few from 1991. Nothing in between, the years in between and nothing after. Um, yeah, so there's another, I'd say I was given that as a present though, in fairness. But yeah, I, I actually, do you know, I flicked through a few pages and I was just like, I don't want to read this. Uh, it, and actually, I know I've said actually a couple of times, but it kind of brought me back to a time that maybe I didn't really want to remember both times. So I will sit down one day and have a look at it, but I'm not sure that it was the right thing. So journaling again, it's a bit sort of, oh, again, I feel like I should be doing it because everyone, you know, it's the buzzword. It's the thing everyone talks about doing. Um, and just going one step beyond that, bullet journals, they became a thing. They, I mean, they really became a thing, didn't they? Does, did anyone do bullet journaling? I, I know I looked at a few YouTube videos on how to do it and it just seems so bloody complicated and so much, so time consuming and, oh, intricate. Uh, yeah, I'd rather be handed one that's already all done for me. Um, so that's the journaling bit. Yeah, I don't think, I don't know. I think I like, maybe that's why I started podcasting. I think I like to talk rather than sit and write. And being left-handed might have something to do with that. Um, I Blogs, have I done blogs? I've done a couple of blogs. I did one about my, I had major foot surgeries and I did do a blog about that and actually went back and looked at it recently and funnily enough today is the 18th of February if you're listening to this historically and I it's my surgery anniversary which means that I had my first foot surgery six years ago this day six years ago but that's a whole different podcast um so yeah so then we move on to mindfulness. I'm just giving you a moment there to just be mindful. Now, I was chatting with my sister about this. Now, my sister and I are going to be doing a podcast about all things mind related. She, She's very, she, the sister Anna that I spoke to last week, um, we both have 
quite a bit of learning between us. So we said we'd do, you know, something. We like chatting to each other. It's nice to do something like this. So anyway, I was saying to her that I really struggled with the whole mindfulness thing. Not that I struggled with it, but it's again, don't tell me what, what I should be doing. I'm not going to do it. It's like with everything. And it's a definitely a real subconscious block I have. Um, I got really into mindfulness a few years ago. And actually, thinking back, it's probably about six years ago, six to seven years ago. It was I was at my height of mindfulness um, and I got into it because I was really struggling with sleep and waking up in pain and not being able to get back sleep and having quite a bit of anxiety, etc, etc. And I remember, I actually remember I was at my brother's, my brother lives in Kerry, and I remember lying in bed listening to nature sounds. And one of the things back then was rain, the sound of rain. And there used to be, like on apps, you could get sort of rain on on a tin roof and things like this but that used to always put me to sleep eventually so um yeah that's when I really got into it and then I would do definitely I mean I was doing up to 20-30 minutes of meditation every day easily and I loved it and then something happened and I stopped doing it and I'm I've really really struggled to get back into it um or to find the joy in it. I can get back into it, but to find the joy or the sense of what it, I feel it should be giving me, that's where I'm struggling with it, you know. Um, and I, as I said, Anna said to me, you know, just do it for two minutes. You know, she tells her clients, you don't have to start off doing 20 minutes at, at a time. Just do two, three minutes. Even that I struggle with. Now, sometimes I will put on my uh, mindfulness app and just sort of lie down. I don't necessarily sort of sit and do it the way we're told to do it. But maybe this will push me into doing it, just talking about it and getting it, <laughs> getting it off my chest that I do struggle with it. Uh, yeah, it, it's a tough one. Again, it's all about how it's portrayed and how social media is sort of pushing us all the time in this whole sort of oh we should be doing this we should be doing that if you want to be happy you've got to um create a vision board you've got to get into um putting it out to the universe manifestation that was a huge thing and is is a huge thing now, here we go again, because I studied under a wonderful lady called Maury Geary. And she is really a proponent of manifestation. She gave us all the tools. There's, she does this amazing program called Wealthy Minds. But the cynic in me just sits in the back corner going, nah, nah, not going to happen. Nah, well, you're wasting your time. Why are you doing it? Don't bother. Blah, 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 blah. And yeah, that's me, the cynic. I, I, I just can't let go of that little sort of lever under my foot to let go and just really believe that I can have these things and that it can happen. And I tend to be a bit of an eye roller when I see people saying, 
oh my god I wanted um, money uh, I needed like 200 euro and the next day I got 250 euro tax rebate and I'm just like but you applied for that you created it it didn't just fall in your lap and then you get the people who come along and go well don't expect what you manifest to just fall in your lap but you're trying to say it should just fall in your lap you know so it uh, yeah I get it's the other side again it's the part of me that just is like really really come on now really I suppose the analytical side of me um I probably should have been a scientist really because I do you know I question all those sort of things so yeah I mean there's there's a part of me there's a big part of me who advises clients to say look give this a go see what you think about this have a go because I do believe some people will get benefit from it I'm not dissing positivity I'm not dissing gratitude I'm not dissing mindfulness I'm not dissing reflections I'm not dissing journaling or bullet journaling all I'm doing is saying the it's the pressure to do all those things because we have people all over social media talking about the fact that they do them and they've really helped them. And maybe they have, but we're all so different. And what works for one person doesn't necessarily work for the next person. Um, I've done, I've actually done beautiful meditation recordings, guided meditation that people have gotten loads out of. Um, so I think, I think my point is that we feel so pressurized. Yeah, there's there's my point. The pressure of positivity is hard going. It's a tough one. Um I I tell people all the time. A clients come to me and they say I say to them, "So, what do you want to get out of this? What do you want to get from working with me, us working together. What is your, you know, what's your end game? How do you want to feel at the end of it? And they will sit and they'll look at me and then they'll say, I want to be happy. Now, my understanding and my learning is that actually, unfortunately, happiness is just another state. What I always try and encourage people to find rather than happiness because happiness is a feeling like sadness and anger and misery and overwhelm happiness is one of those but if you can get into a place where you find contentment in your life then you can experience happiness and you can experience it freely without the shackles of discontent I suppose um I had a client recently who literally that's what she came for she said you know I just want to feel happy I just want to feel happy all the time I I just you know and I was like but you do realize that no one feels happy there's no such thing as feeling happy all the time but people can feel content all the time and for me, contentment is much more of an achievable emotional state 
I I'm content. I I would say that I have contentment in my life. There are times when I want to get into bed and pull the duvet up over my head. There are times when I walk around with the biggest smile on my face. Yesterday, prime example. Yesterday, I went for my walk with the dog. Uh, it was the most beautiful spring-like day. The I didn't even have a jacket on. I did have a hoodie. Don't get me wrong, I wasn't in a t-shirt. But I had my headphones on and I put on some of my favourite music. And I walked and I walked with a big smile on my face because I felt happy. I was in a good place. And I walked, I did the whole circle and I came back and I was just like, oh my God, that was just such a nice hour. It was just so nice. I didn't have to think about COVID. I didn't have to think about work. I didn't have to think about any anything. Worries about family. I literally walked to the beat of the music and I it put a smile on my face, the sun on my face, you know, feeling that spring-like air. It was just, it was lovely. But today I went for my walk and within about 20 minutes I had really bad pain in one of my feet uh, and I I felt sad. I felt sad because having had major foot surgery and it being the anniversary of my foot surgery, I was just like, not again, not again. Not that I felt sad. I just felt, oh, no, you know, my mood dropped and I just couldn't get that buzz. I wasn't, you know, sort of I didn't have that sort of bouncy buzz that I had yesterday. I felt it was more of a chore. But I still have contentment. I still have, you know, I am very lucky to have contentment and I will embrace that contentment today in this moment as I will in every moment and some days that contentment peaks with happiness and some days it drops into a bit of sadness or yeah into a real though I'm not gonna lie there's days especially when we're living through a pandemic where I do hit a low I do and I just want to stay in bed and I just want to cry I want to watch soppy movies and just be miserable but I know that tomorrow that misery will have passed and I'd feel fine there's also that whole pressure to always look happy or always to give that outlook of happiness um people say to you what's wrong with you ah come on there's worse things it's I suppose it's a Irish thing, English thing, you know, Asher, I know, you know, Mary down the road, she, she's, she's, you know, in a terrible way, but I'm just not into that. I'm not into, um, comparing myself with Mary down the road, apart from if she's got a bigger following. No, <laughs> I'm only joking. Um, so yeah, I suppose I'm just going to end this, uh, podcast and say, if you are someone who feels that you pressurized into being positive by social media or, or anyone, family, friends, if you feel like it's being pu- pushed on you, just take a step back and say, what do I want? How do I want to feel? You know, what's my end game here? If your end game is you want to learn how to be a good mindful meditationer, go for it, but just don't put the pressure on yourself to always have it right. Take the pressure off 
always having to show that you're in the zone of positivity. If you keep a gratitude journal, don't always feel you have to fill it out. If there are days where it's just like, oh, you know, I just can't find something. That's okay too. That's okay too. So um, I hope you've enjoyed this little chat about positivity or the pressure of positivity. I don't know if it resonates with anyone, if it makes any sense to anyone. Um, but if it does, let me know. And I will be back next week with another podcast on another topic. Who knows what next week will bring? I certainly don't at the moment. But um, until then... As always, if you liked this, please share, please subscribe, hit subscribe button and keep an eye out every week, hopefully usually on a Sunday, but that could change as well. And uh, yeah, give us an rating as well. So till next time, take care. Bye.